Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Roger Williams here today. He is a writer, podcaster, adventurer, and chief crosser offer of his bucket list. Nailed it. After more than 30 years working in the youth development and teaching field, a year in quarantine and two heart attacks, Roger embarked on an adult gap year to prioritize a life in which he is known not by his professional work, but by the way he lives his life and the people he grows relationships with. Now he is traveling around the world to cross items off his bucket list and inspiring others to do the same. Also, he is also a fellow podcaster. The name of his podcast is Crossing It Off Podcast. Welcome to the show, Roger. Thanks, Tina. Glad to be here. Um, Yours was one of the shows I wanted to do, and not so much about promoting the podcast, but just like, do I have a story? I think I have a story. So I'm I'm excited to be here and, and hopefully entertain your listeners and uh, maybe inspire some people. So we'll see. If you're a bucket list guy, I'm sure you have a lot of stories to share. <laughs> I, I'm similar in that way. And I, mm-hmm. and I kind of believe in the law of attraction. And yeah. so I will even post stuff on Facebook as a note to myself, Hey, I want to visit this place. Right. Just, just almost as a reminder and putting it out in the universe instead mm-hmm. of just thinking about it. I just posted a picture of it and said, I want to go here. This is for myself. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, how do you start doing this? And I'm like, well, the first thing you do is you write it down. You have to write it down. You have to, you have to make a list because you can't really check things off in your head. I can't. So I made a list, wrote it down, put it on the mirror. So every morning I see it and I know, okay, what's next? What do, what do I need to be doing to to cross the next thing off? So um, yeah, you got it. Got to put it out there. Well, like, um, I've always loved traveling. And mm-hmm. when I was in my late 20s, I started working for the government. And I would go to Italy, and I would mm-hmm. go to France, and I would go. And my older colleagues mentioned to me, how are you affording to go on yeah. all these trips overseas? And I said, I put it on a credit card and pay it off right away. <laughs> That's right. Because I feel like if you're going to save money for it, great, but something always might come up. So you just got to do it. You just got to take action and do it. Yeah, that's right. So walk us into how you got into this and what do you want to share with our audience today? Yeah, uh, hopefully it's an interesting story. I, you know, um, like a lot of people went through the pandemic and was, thinking to myself, what am I doing? What is my self-worth? What, you know, am I, am I getting, 
uh, everything I need to out of my job, those kind of things. And then December of 2020, I had a heart attack and um, came out of that and just, just like, I don't want to be known for my labor anymore. I don't want to be known for what I do or who, who I sell my labor to, right? I want to be known for the, the life I live. And so I decided I would change all my socials to, you know, job listings to say I'm the chief, the head cross offer on my bucket list. And then doing that, it's kind of like you said, it's putting that intention out in the world. It's like, uh-oh, I just, I just told everybody what I was doing. So I better go out and do it. And um, so in August of 2021, I, uh, did the Camino de Santiago, uh, which had been in my in my head and on my list for probably about 11 years. And for the listeners that aren't familiar with it, it's a 790-kilometer, 490-mile trek across northern Spain from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, France, to Santiago de Compostela in Spain. And um, I wanted to do that trip. It's always fascinated me, and there were lots of things about it that were um, calling me to go do that. And it's, uh, like you say, it's, it's pretty expensive and it's a lot of time consuming. And like most Americans, I hadn't taken all my vacation time and stored it up and just went to my boss and said, Hey, I'm, I need the month of August off. Cause it takes about 32, 35 days to do the whole thing. So, um, so yeah, that's how I got to, to the Camino. And I, my intention of going was really to be a part of community and build community. I was so able to do that. Whole, I've heard of this before about walking mm-hmm. the Camino and I the whole point is to do it without really organizing a place to stay or eat is that how you approached it yeah so so the, the big phrase that you always hear on the Camino and people that talk about it afterwards is that it's your Camino so if you want to sit down and write out an itinerary and plan each day and all that kind of stuff you can do that if there's there's guides that say you know walk this many miles this day walk to this city walk you know and so they're pretty commonly people follow those guides and um you get into a rhythm with walking with people and so the big thing for me was that we were in the middle of the pandemic so every morning you know i'm six months out every morning i'm waking up going okay when's europe going to open up when can i go when will they let tourists come in and i bought my tickets way in advance and so and that was another thing of putting it out there it's like okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna buy this ticket i'm gonna go do it so so i think it's it's very difficult to say exactly everybody's camino is different right and um so you hear that a lot and but yeah you kind of you kind of know it's the it's not like, uh, to describe it, it's not like walking the Appalachian Trail where you're out there for like three days, don't see anybody. You know, it's like every single night you're walking you're walking into a city and most of the people you probably walked with or know are probably winding up in that same city. There are little towns all across it. You never have a problem um, finding a restaurant to have first breakfast and second breakfast, as I, I love second breakfast, um, that you just you know, it's, it's not like a wilderness track. um, I think somebody told me once like 70% of it is on pavement. So it's, so it's, there are portions where you're hiking up hills and there's, you know, trails and stuff, but, but it's just, it's not, it's not really wilderness trekking. Um, You don't have to, I didn't carry um, a tent or anything like that. It it packs pretty light. So uh, not, I didn't have to carry food. So, you know, there's, you can do it without having to carry a whole lot and you can do it without having to worry a whole lot. So, so how did this whole thing start? I mean, what's 
give us a little history on it. So who started this whole Camino oh, journey and, and why, yeah. why are people called to that particular location? Is there something special? Yeah, there's lots of different stories. And the Camino has been around for a very, very long time, going going way back to medieval times. And so um, the story is, is that uh, St. James, was his body was carried across that route when he died to be laid to rest in in a tomb in the in the communal the um in the church at santiago so the whole do you want me to start sure like we were talking about the background and um, and how it all started Sure. So the Camino de Santiago is a very old medieval um, route that was, uh, the story goes that uh, the body of St. James was taken uh, along this route. It also has a lot of history in uh, Roman trading uh, uh, routes as well. And so the story is that St. James' body is buried at um, the cathedral in Santiago. And so um, it had been a, a very uh, religious pilgrimage for a very, very long time. It kind of got out of vogue to do. Um, and then it, then some for some reason in the 1960s, it started roaring back. People started paying more attention to it. People started doing it. Kind of, The hippies kind of came in and said, hey, let's do this thing that was ancient and old. And, um, and then probably the big turning point for the Camino was probably to uh, 2011. Um, the movie uh, The Way came out with Martin Sheen, directed by his son Charlie, and it's about a man that walks across the Camino to kind of pay tribute to his son. And so, um, so that's really where a lot of Americans, if you talk to Americans that do it, it's like, oh, I saw The Way. So I'm going. <laughs> so, and it is a good movie, and it is part part of the reason that I chose to do it as well. Um, but it's just, it's, and if you watch the movie, you can understand it's very communal. It's a very communal activity. And so you, you wind up walking with the same people over and over. I was talking to one of my students one time and she said um, about it before I left. And she said, oh, I could never do that alone. And I said, well, I'm not doing it alone. I just don't know the people I'm doing it with yet. And so it's, it's a great place to meet people and, and it's just, um, so there's lots of different reasons that people do it. Um, you could be doing it for religious reasons. You could be doing it for spiritual reasons. You could be doing it for just your health. Um, so, so everybody's, everybody's journey is different, which also makes it fun because you get to hear everyone's stories and that's a common question. So why are you out here? Why are you doing this? And so, and I heard a ton of them when I was on it. So yeah, it was just, for me, it was just to go out and, and be a part of that community. So how long did it take you to do the journey? Uh, Took me 32 days, I believe, in all leaving from, I mean, without minus the travel to get there and travel to get back to the States, took me about 32 days. Um, I had had severe uh, tendonitis uh, towards the middle. And so that um, slowed me down, but it also forced me to, to ride in cars. So one of the things... Um, I have a partner and she, when I told her I was going to do this, she's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And I'm like, I don't know if I want you to do it with me. <laughs> and so part of the, part of the Camino is that when you get to, to the cathedral in Santiago, there's an office where you can um, give up, give your passport not your passport, but it's like a little credentials book. So all along the way, when you stop in bars and, and the hostels to stay, they stamp this this little piece of paper and when you get done you present that and say here i walked 
or I, or I went the whole way. And then they give you a certificate of completion. So the, to get that certificate of completion, you have to at least walk a hundred kilometers and, uh, or ride the bike, uh, 200 kilometers or whatever it is. And so, uh, my partner and I worked out that, um, she was going to travel around Spain with by herself for a couple of weeks, uh, while I was out there walking. And then she joined me the last five days, which allowed her to get a Compostela alongside with me. So, so for me, it was like, I was nursing injuries and, and trying to get to that point where we, we met in Saudi Spain and, uh, and could walk those last 100, 117 kilometers together. Did you get like your doctors okay before you started the journey? I probably should have. I did not. <laughs> um, you, you know, the, the, when people start thinking about the Camino, there's always, always people get in their heads. Oh, I need to train. Oh, I need to, you know, I need, I need to make sure I'm in shape. And it's not, it's, there are portions of it that are extremely difficult. I live in the state of Washington and hike all the time. And there's some portions like, oh, this is pretty bad. But a lot of it's flat. There's a certain portion of it after uh, Burgos, Spain, that they call the Maceta, which is just just straight up flat and deserty and air to air, and it's just you know it's just it's just not fun. But but it, so to me, the issue that I had and what I think caused a lot of my injuries was that um, in the very beginning, I'm like I gotta get to the next town. I gotta get to the next town. I gotta get to the next town. And so I was racing to get to the next town not realizing that it didn't matter when I got to the next town. <laughs> it just mattered that I got there. So for me, it was more about, I think more about pace that I didn't pace myself well enough. You walk about 15 to 18 miles a day. Uh, I was up to nine miles a day before I left. Um, but it's just, I think it's a matter of deciding that I'm not going to be an American for a little bit and, and put that competition thing out of my head. And I wish I would have, I wish I'd gotten that in, in my psyche and I probably would have been a lot better. So. So a lot of people are doing this at the same time. So yes. you're never really alone. Is that no. correct? Yeah, That's great. Because who wants to be in the middle of a desert by themselves? So you'd be surprised. Some people do. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I um, don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. Um, I, I met a woman. I met a woman at the beginning of my Camino. And she, uh, her name's Raffaella. She's from Italy. And she, um, she was just like, like head down not talking to people like she had some stuff to work out and by the like the seventh or eighth day we wound up at El Berge, which is a hostel um where you can stay and they had a pool and it was last and it was the august so it was super hot so everybody as they're rolling into El Berge, are like jumping in the pool and we're having this big pool party and she came out and and she was sitting on the side of the pool and I was swimming around. She, she goes, hi, my name's Raphael. And I'm like, I know I, we, we met like two days ago <laughs> and she just, and she just started talking and it was just, you know, it, and, and she, from that point on, she got more engaged in what was going on with the community. So I, I think you could do it solitary and without a lot of talking and stuff, but, but I think eventually you have to like give in at some level. And the nice thing for me too, was like morning times, I would get up a little later than other people. And so I would start walking in the mornings by my, myself, usually by second lunch, which is like 10 o'clock or, or lunch, which is around one. Um, I would have run into somebody that I knew and, or I had met before or somebody brand new. And then we would eventually like walk the rest of the day together. So it was nice for me that I got the, the morning time to kind of reflect and be in my own head. And then I got to be the social butterfly that I am 
at the rest of the day. I would think it, it would allow the time to go by faster too if you're chatting with your fellow walkers. Yeah. But I get why people would want to do it alone too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what were some of the highlights of your walk? What did you learn? Like what did you come <laughs> what did you come away from this experience? Um the the major one is that um a lot of times people say oh the camino it, it it has this magical power that like you learn about yourself and you grow and all those things and and i think that can happen for me it was more of um just a reinforcement of how important community is and friendships and um to be more intentional about them, right? Because when you're on the Camino, you have to be intentional. You have to, mm-hmm. you have, you have to communicate. You have to rely on each other. You know, the couple of groups I was in, somebody would always make the the albergue reservations in the morning for everybody, and somebody else would be like, you know, texting me saying, "Hey, there's a great restaurant here," and you you really do want wind up relying on people and when you get into a city at all different times a big city like uh Legrano or Burgos or Lyon you know it's it's nice that people are like hey you know make sure you take that right at that street so that you hit the albergue or you know um we're all meeting at such a time when we found this restaurant so you really do wind up relying on each other and, and really becoming this strong community and so much so that um, I met a young couple that uh that was from Portland who um, weren't married yet. And they were getting married. They actually got married like four weeks ago and they were doing a destination wedding in Costa Rica for a small group of people with their family. And I think, you know, that was their intent. We're going to have like 50 people. Well, I think they added 10 more people after the Camino and we all went down to the, to the wedding and, and had a great time in Costa Rica. So I, you know, I, I, you never know what you're going to expect or get, unless you're putting stuff out there and and being intentful about it so i think that's the big thing as far as like the story that i think i'm here to tell is um if you're if you're ready for that is that when my partner and i met in saria and she started walking and um about five kilometers and six kilometers and she's like oh this is real and i'm like yes yes this is real <laughs> and um so we were walking and we met this, these two guys from Great Britain who I think were beer crawling their way across the Camino. Like they stopped at every single bar and they were just super funny. And, and um, so we were, we were walking and we had gotten up real late that morning. We, we didn't leave the ho- We got a hotel cause we were meeting each other and, and, you know, getting her all prepped and stuff. So we were trying to have some private time and, uh, we got up that morning and we had a nice breakfast at the hotel. We didn't leave till like 9.30, which is like super late for most people on the Camino. So we really weren't walking with anybody. And so we were getting towards the 100 kilometer mark, right? That's the marker where if you, if you put in past that point, you you get your certificate of Compostela. So I, ca- I actually call it the the Instagram marker because everybody takes their picture there. It's like, that's, you know, you see a lot of pictures from the Camino, but like, that's the one everyone's like really proud of because they know they're a hundred kilometers away, whether they just started or that they're, they're ending their journey that I'm going to get that Compostela, that certificate. And so as we were approaching it, having fun with our, our new British friends, you know, inside my head, it's like, what do I want to do? What, what, what do I want to do when I get there? 
to make it different, right? I'm always trying to think of like, how can I make things different? Not weird necessarily, but just different. The things that people wouldn't expect. And so I got into my head that I'm like, I'll just get naked and take a naked selfie there at the 100K marker. And and I turned to my partner, I said, I think I'm gonna get naked at the 100K marker and take a picture. She's like, all right, I'll take it. So, you know, she, I, you know, I had somebody ask me once that like, were you afraid or what was going on in your mind? And I'm like, I think that, you know, I, this journey for me is about happiness a lot of times. And I just want to be happy and want to do things that make me happy. And if it, and if it doesn't, I'm going to, I'm going to say so. And I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm not happy. And so thinking about taking that, that naked selfie at the hundred K marker, just really made me happy. It made me giddy. And it was just like, I'm, I'm doing this. And my partner knows better not to, you know, if it comes out of my mouth, but it's then I'm pretty serious about it. And so she, she's like, all right. So, um, so yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get naked. And because we were so late getting up in the morning, I knew there wouldn't be a lot of people around. And that was kind of like the, the window of opportunity. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to have a hundred people waiting to take their picture at this marker. It's going to be us. So, so that's what I decided to do. So did you post the picture? I did. So we, we got to the hundred kilometer marker and um, we were alone. And so I started to undress and a young couple went by and kind of just kept walking it's like they're like i don't know it's like you don't want your picture i'll move out of the way you know um so you can get yours but they just kept walking and then we had gotten ahead of our, our british friends and I, as i was down to my underwear one of them walked by and looked at my partner and he's like hey if you want to join in uh, i'll take the picture for you and she's like no 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 i'm good <laughs> Yeah. She's like, it's bad enough that he's making me take a picture right now. Oh no, she was a full support. So she 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 knew it was good. So he he went on and I and I got I got fully undressed and and took my hat off and put it in front of me and she took the picture and um and I did post it on Instagram that day, uh, which was I was I had some uh hesitation and concerns mostly around my job. But at that point, I was just like, oh, man, my, you know, F it. If, my, if they fire me over this, I don't care. I mean, I work with students, so they can understand why you might, you know, have a problem with it. But I, I've had real good boundaries with my students. And at that point, not a lot of students followed my, you know, were able to follow my Instagram account. So, so I felt pretty good about that. Like, you know, maybe offensive to people in the office or whatever. But I was just like, I, I work in Seattle. It should be okay. And um, so the other thing was, how would other pilgrims that were following me, you know, we, the walkers would call them pilgrims, how would other pilgrims and people that are into the Camino respond? Because this is, at some level, it's kind of like a sacred point, right? It's like, yeah. you know, and so, so I didn't, I was concerned that people would find it sacrilegious in some, in some level. Um, and so, but I was just like, nope it's too good. I got to, I got to post this. I can't, you know, I got, well, it's funny, you know, just thinking about that, the human body, you know, we all have one and why is it so offensive to show our body, you know? Yep. Um, And that's, that's why I put in my head about my job. It's like, it's my body. I don't, you know, we go swimming with the kids all the time. You know, it's what, what's the deal, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I was like, okay, bring it on. You want to body shame me? Okay, well, I'll take that fight on. 
<laughs> so the Instagram censors didn't kick you off of Instagram nope. for that? Nope, wow, but, I'm surprised. But, uh, <laughs> but I want, yeah. And I, and the funny thing was, is I was like, well, you know, can, can this be any benefit? So I'm like, oh, I'll put, I'll put sponsor me across my, yeah. my, my, my hat. And mm-hmm. so I tagged a bunch of, you know, backpacking people, uh, backpacking companies and travel companies and all this stuff. I didn't get any response, which is fine. I don't care. But I did lose a hundred Instagram followers in about two or three hours after. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And and I could go into the details of probably why I think that is, but, but I, um, my, my account, I've used it multiple different ways. I've rebranded it a couple of times. And so lots of people that followed me weren't following me for, crossing stuff off their bucket list let alone seeing naked pictures of me so it's yeah. like like okay um so that was all right uh, but what i was really worried about was was other pilgrims and the companies um that followed me and that kind of stuff that were that are suppliers for people that are doing the camino and i actually had one of them repost it and they put the big smiley or the big laughing crying tear face over my space and, <laughs> and so, all right well if if uh this company's okay with it and thinks it's funny then i'll i mean i'll probably be okay so so yeah, it was a it was an interesting uh, event. No one ever said anything back to me when I got um, back to work. So I was just like, okay, I got away with it. But but yeah, it was just like I just so before the heart attack, I think that I wouldn't have done it. I would have thought about it. There's no question that it would have come to a mind. But I think I positioned my brain to be thinking about all the ramifications and all the consequences of of just that you can just find you can find a reason to say no to yourself for just about anything right right and we condition ourselves through society and pressures to to do that and i've just chosen that i'm not going to do that anymore i'm not i'm gonna if it if it comes to mind and it makes me happy then let's 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 roll and, and whatever consequences come come and so it was a it was a fun experience and uh, my I don't think either of my partner or I shared it directly with our families which is probably a good idea um, but it's you know but she was she thought it was hysterical and it's like okay well if you're okay I'm okay let's go so it was fun and I was able to get my clothes back on before anybody else came around the trail so it, <laughs> it was perfect timing it worked out great so yeah, so you know, I think it's great you did that, but I also think that you can do all sorts of journeys even locally or at home because mm-hmm. that when I was in college, I used to always jump in the car and go on a road trip somewhere. Yeah, and the yeah, and the more spontaneous the better, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. and we didn't we would have like a goal maybe Florida or or mm-hmm. Missouri or <clears throat> something like that, but we would leave it open to where we would stop to eat, mm-hmm. where exactly. we would, and this is before GPS. So we're looking at the map and oh, we're yeah. looking at, <laughs> well, there's a town over here and I, it, this looks kind of cool. So we'll stop here and explore. And I just, I love that way of traveling because it's almost like you're doing a dance with the universe. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Like you're I mean, saying, you're saying, hey, I'm going to go on this trip and and things happen and you meet people and you never know what's going to happen. And 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 it, it's just a fun way to travel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and what I call that is traveling with intention without an itinerary. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, your intention is, you know, I'm currently in uh, Chiste, Italy, and um, so many serendipitous moments that just, just happen. And my partner, my my father recently passed away. I got to fly back to the States to, to for his funeral. And I'm like, bring my, bring my sparkly blue suit right? My rock and roll, my, my rock and roll suit. And she's like, you can't wear that to your dad's, <laughs> your dad's funeral. And, uh, and so I was debating it and I just go, okay, I'll go look for a tailor. Right. And I, and so I, I found this little tiny shop um, with this young guy who's, who's fresh in the business and, and does, and does fabulous work. And I'm like, I need a suit for my father's funeral. And he's like, when do you need it? And I'm like, by next Thursday, he's like, oh, let me see what I have on the rack. And he pulled off this really dark suit off the rack and it nearly fit perfectly. And it's just like, well, well, you know, and it's that kind of place where it's like, there are no price tags on anything. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in my head, I'm like, oh man, I'm in Italy. I'm in a tailor. I'm a you know, tailored suit. I'm like, oh no, this is going to be bad. And then when he put it on, I felt so good that I'm just like, okay, I don't care. Right. I, I don't care. And it wound up being fairly you know reasonable and so and so i'm like right. but but in the moment when i was looking at myself in the suit i'm like this is my dad's funeral i want to feel good i want and looking good kind of is an extension of that it can help you feel good and i'm like i'm gonna find italian fitted you know suit going to my dad's funeral I'm, I'm all about it it's fine whatever it is you know it's like i was just whatever the price tag is i'll take it and i and i think that that's kind of Again, it's that it's that traveling with attention without an itinerary that you talked about, Tina, that was just I think it's just so important um, because you just you wind up if you don't do the if you don't behave in that way, you just wind up missing stuff. And, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the and it's not just it's like it's like I have a bucket list and I have a lot of travel things on it, but most of my travel things are very intentional about things I want to do in those places. So I, I want to go to Mexico city, right. And people are like, Oh, there's lots to do in Mexico city. And I'm like, I only got one thing I want to do in Mexico city. I want to go see a, a Lucha Libre wrestling match at the arena Mexical. And if I go and fly into to Mexico city and go to go see the event and fly back out, I would be just fine right that it's and and whatever happens along the way would be what happened along its way but it's but it's the intentionality of saying okay i I have a purpose in traveling right and so like my purpose of traveling the camino was that i wanted to um, build friendships and and um, develop relationships with other people outside the united states that was my intention how that happened I, I didn't know how that was going to happen, you know, and um, I've been on this five week journey right now. And I think I've seen 13 or 14 of those people that I met along the way. And I still probably have another 10 that I'm expecting to, I'm going to Israel in, in a couple of weeks for four days to the friend of mine that was on the Camino is in a, is in a band. He's a professional musician. They're playing a festival in Tel Aviv and I'm going to go and like be a roadie for the day right? It's just like so much stuff can happen. I never thought, I would never think that that was something that I would do, but it's on my bucket list to be a roadie for a day. And so it's just like, okay, well, you know, you know, IT was like, if you ever get to Israel, look me up. I'm like, heck yeah, because I'm going to be a roadie for a day. And he's like, oh yeah, we're doing that. You know, and if you don't open yourself up to those things, you can't, you just and those potential of those relationships you never find those points right and even i tell you is another example my my oldest daughter went to israel for two months when she was 17 to go to high school at at an israeli school 
and had lots of adventures and stuff. And so I was like, oh, my daughter went to an, went to an Israeli school for a couple of months. And he goes, what's the name of it? And I said, I think it was Muss, Alexander Muss. He goes, yeah, but which one? Because there's a ton of Alexander Musses. So which one was it? And so I looked online and found the name of the city that, that it was in. And he goes, my grandfather was the headmaster there for about 40 years at that school. It's like, I would, if I hadn't taken the time and effort to, to just be in, in present, to be in relationship with people, I never would have found that out. I never would have known that connection and it would have just been lost. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so cool. And so you just have to be open to whatever, I, you know, I don't want it to sound hippy dippy, but you know, whatever the universe is going to provide, it will, you just, but if you're not open to it, it's, you know, you miss it. It's, it was there. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, you know, I want to talk about the friendship thing, because when you get Mm -hmm. older, you know, you have these opportunities when you're young to bond with people, you know, in Mm -hmm. school or at camp or that kind of stuff. And then you get older and um, you might move and you don't know anyone and you're not making any friends, but guess what? You have to make an effort yep. to meet people and make friends. You're not going to make friends sitting at your house playing video games all day. Right. <laughs> exactly. So like people, I, I, I've only lived in, you know, my current location for six years, but I have more friends here than I did when I lived in Northern Virginia for 18 years. And is that because you took, what did you done to make that happen? Well, when I moved down here, I didn't know anybody. I don't have any family or friends. And um, I, I just started doing things like I had monthly like meditation circles and I would just get on meetup and there I would look at all the meetups and I would go there and meet people. And um, I think this location is great for me because it resonates with me because I feel at home and accepted Mm. in my current location. And that helps me meet people as well. But um, you have to get out there. Like you have to put yourself out there and that's the fun in life. Like we're here to have fun. Yep. Enjoy your life. Cross up, write, write the list. Like, I don't have a list. Like, I basically could, you know, I, I know where I want to go, you know, sure. and, I, and I get hints, too, on places that mm-hmm. might, but I, I, I focus on my feelings, too. Like, you know, I kept thinking about Hawaii for the past couple of years, so I'm going to Kauai in May. Nice. You know, the opportunity came up. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, what am I doing? Say yes. You know, <laughs> when do you say no to Hawaii? And I was like, okay, I'll go back to Kauai then. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you got to live your life. Like I tell my kids, live your life. You're, you've got to have fun and live your life. You got to have experiences and you got to meet people. Yeah, and, and there's there's lots of people that I met in the community that I'm not in contact with, right? And 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 that's probably mostly their choice, but we have enough we have it's but it is a choice. And we have enough ability through communication channels that we have now today. I mean, I, I, my best friend and I have been friends for 35 years and he was in the military uh, right out of college. And so this was like early 90s. 
And in every month I would call him once a month and it would cost me, and we talked for about 60 minutes and it would cost me about a hundred dollars for one phone call. And that was kind of like, that was like my, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. Right. And, and that was like, I mean, it was so impactful to him that the, that the night that he got, or the night of his rehearsal dinner, his wedding, he was introducing the wedding party and I was not the best man. Then that's not a problem, but but he was introduced in the wedding party and he was giving these short little bursts of, of, of information about this person. But when he got to me, he like stopped and he was like, I wouldn't have made it through that experience without those monthly phone calls. And they meant so much, you know, and it's just like, it meant so much to him. And it's a part of the reason why, you know, it was expensive. It was timely it was, or time, time consuming. And it, but it, but it's like, that was some of the ground that work that we built our relationship on that has lasted for 35 years and nobody has to pay a hundred dollar phone bill anymore for, <laughs> for one phone call, one 60 minute phone call. You can call basically anywhere in the world you want. And for the most part, you're not paying a whole lot of money. And so it's just like, you know, or you use WhatsApp or you use Instagram messaging or you use, you know, whatever the tool that you use, you can communicate with anybody anywhere in the world in a drop of a hat and without a lot of expense or time. And so it's a, it's a matter of a choice. And, and it, it just, you know, it's like you were talking about back home in the States. It's like, it's super hard to bust into things and, and it's super, you know, nobody wants to be like in Starbucks and like someone would go, Hey, what are you ordering today? Like, that's not the person behind you saying that to you. That is not like normal, like everyday American, you know, mentality. And that's like, and it's part of it is I think because some, because when people think about friendships, it's like all or nothing, right. It's, it's, I'm either going to be all in in this relationship or I'm not, or I'm not. And you just have to meet people where they are and accept what you get back and if and whatever that is and be happy and grateful for it instead of being like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to contact that person every week and I, you know, I won't be able to go out every month. And it's like, whatever it is, right? I mean, I had a, a friend from the Camino who I don't think I talked to him for about a month and a half. And all of a sudden I get this phone call while I'm walking through the mall you know, one Saturday and he's got some major life stuff going on. And so like, he knew he, because of our relationship, he knew that that phone call would be accepted and that there'd be somebody on the other other line to greet him warmly and love him through that, that piece. And I just think we don't, we just have this mentality that it's all or nothing. Like you have, you have to be my best friend or you can be this distant, faraway acquaintance. And I think there's levels, right. That that people can get into if they want. And and, and it, it just it just makes me more happier i don't know about anybody else but it makes me more happier to, to also like like i go through friendships like because i'm always evolving and i'm always mm-hmm. learning and sure. I'm, I'm, I'm moving and grooving okay i'm not there stagnant at all and then i'll be close to someone for a year and then we'll, we'll kind of part ways or mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll someone will move or you know something happens but like i'm it's okay that mm-hmm. happens it's yeah. okay because i know that me i'm i'm really moot i can change i'm not changing a lot i would say i'm, I'm evolving as i go there on right. and the people that need to be in my life are in my life and yeah. i yes i do try to keep certain people close to me that i really resonate with but yeah i mean i think friendships are really important your entire lifetime yep and so yeah. but we just got to put a little more effort into it. And 
There are things so, that make us happy that we need to put energy into. For example, on my bucket list was to start a podcast. There that you was go. on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. So, or what my, what it really was is I wanted to meet cool people and interview them. And I didn't right. know what the venue would be. Right. But the theme. Uh -huh. But then COVID hit and I was like, well, uh, I, got yeah. all, I got like some downtime. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, well, what do I, well, I love storytelling. Oh, I yeah. love stories and I'm a teacher and I tell a lot of stories when I teach, nice. you know? And so I said, I love people's hearing people's stories. So yep. I was like, well, what if I just put a podcast out there and say, Hey, you got an odd, crazy story. You never told one. I Anyone come I on it. in. <laughs> yeah. I loved it when I saw it and I, I totally get it. Cause that, that's the same thing with me is that, you know, the, the podcast that, that I have is called the crossing it off podcast. And, and if every episode is different, it's, I interview one person that has crossed intentionally crossed one item off their list. And we just talk about that item. And I, I didn't know how much when I started it, it was going to impact me. And I think I have a couple of friends that did because one of my close friends has been on this journey for with me for a while and to see me try to use social media and the internet to, to kind of like figure something out. And I said, here's my idea. I just, I want to interview people, hear their stories. And hopefully that inspires other people to go out and, and start crossing off their things. It may not be the same item that they listen to. That's okay. But if it inspired the process that that person was to, if that inspired you or encouraged you, then, then more, more about it. And then we also, at the end of the show on the show notes, we have a bunch of resources for that item that's crossed off. So if, you know, if you're into tap dancing, we have here the five places on YouTube that you should go to if you want to, you know, just teach yourself or whatever it is, you know, if it's the Camino Santiago, here are all the really good sites um, for the Camino where you can get information. And, but it's just, I love hearing people's stories. And, it, and when I started, I don't know how you were, but when I started, I'm like, I had this script. It's like these seven questions. I'm going to ask these, you know, seven, 10 questions. And, and I'm going to ask everybody the same questions. So it'll have some kind of format. And the last two questions I ask people are what's something on your bucket list. that's completely different than the item that we've talked about now. And what's the next thing. And what I've found from people that listen to the show is that they're like, I don't, because I don't have real famous people on my show. I don't have, you know, <laughs> real big names. Um, but what, so what I found was, is because we started having these more conversational storytelling sessions with the people about their item, that when I got to those two questions, listeners were like, oh, I wanted to hear what that person had. This. I wanted to know what that person was going to cross off next. I wanted to know something different that was on their bucket list. And I'm just, I was just like, I did not expect that. And so it's just been a joy. And you know, I told somebody the other day, it's like, you know, 100 people listen to it 10,000 people listen to it I don't care I'm having a good enough time and it makes me happy that I I just love doing it and I want as many people to hear it as possible and and be motivated to start living an intentional life yeah me me the same like you know I'm not in it for the money I'm I'm not in it for the money for anything you know like I'm in it for the experience like Mm -hmm. I'm in it because it's calling me and yeah. I'm not, I'm not analyzing that. I'm just following it. Right. There's a difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had, <laughs> after doing it and getting into it, I actually had this, and I haven't told this very many people about this at all, but and I don't know how much I'm going to tell, but I thought about doing this other podcast where I would just interview people that I'm, 
met that I, that, that I know about their perception of me and how we got to be friends. You know, what, what, what is it that attracted you? Have I done anything that's hurt you? How'd that make you feel? Give me a chance to apologize, you know, it, it, but it's like more cathartic. So I was like, I'm, I would like to do that podcast and just put it out there, but like not promote it. Like don't do any promotion. And if people just like find it great, and if they don't, they don't, but just the, cause I just find that really fascinating of why people connect and, and all that. And storytelling is so crucial and powerful that it's just like, I was, I'd like to do that for me, you know? Yeah. What would you call that podcast? Oh, geez. That's a, um, so my name is Roger. So we, we would call it, we would call it Mr. Rogers hood. <laughs> no, now confessions, go, confessions of Mr. Rogers. Now I have to go trademark that, Tina, that, that drew me out. The blatant truth about Roger. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the that's the thing about podcasts is that you know so many are just like so many are just like unabashed like promotion of self right and, and like so that's what my instagram account is right my instagram is if you want to know what i'm doing to cross off my list you go to my instagram but if you go to the show it's not about me do i interact with the guests and talk about stuff and share some of my experiences sure but it's totally about the guest story and try to make it that as much but there's so many podcasts out there that are just like hey this is my show and this is me and and i'm doing this and yeah, I'm still doing this and it's still me. And it's just like, okay, wow. Okay. And, and that's fine. And if people get something out of it. That's good, I guess. But it's just like, I, and this podcast would kind of definitely be that a little bit, you know, and that's why I hesitate. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to do the same old thing. So yeah. Yeah. Like the whole uh, entrepreneurial podcasting. Oh my God. Can you stop please? Like yeah. there's too many. Um, but yeah, like a storytelling is really important. And if you could be a source of inspiration for someone yep. or a source of learning, or if you could even give the one aha moment, yep, that's worth it. It's all worth it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And what did our ancestors do for thousands oh, of years? Told stories. Yeah. We didn't good. have TV or books. We yep. sat around the fire. Or the internet. Or the internet. Stories of our ancestors or stories, yep. you know teaching stories or you know this is what we do naturally this is what we need to get back to and now we have a different venue for it and modality yep. because of technology but hey i'd be into sitting around a fire and telling stories anytime <laughs> yep. the, yeah and, and going back to the camino i mean that's what it is i mean that's all it's all it is you you get in at night you're walking and you're talking about yourself and your stories and what's happened and um, learning about people and asking them questions and then you get in at the night and taking a shower and go to dinner with 10 to 12 people sitting around a table all you know drinking and eating and you know that's all that happens is just storytelling and so it's it's so beautiful of an experience and, I'm and sure don't you people... feel like when you do something like that that everything happens for a reason that every person that showed up was meant to show up that got oh, yeah. pulled at the same time to be there at the same time as you yeah most definitely and i can't and that's and for me that's why i, I know some people that can compartmentalize the camino and say okay well i, I did that thing i met those people but it's that thing over there it's not a part of my regular life i can't do that 
you know, if, if there's something, the law of attraction or whatever you want to call it, that's brought you into my world and we have connection, we got connection. What, what you want to do with that is whatever you want to do with that. And I'll, I'll meet you there. Um, and so it's just, it's just a matter of just like being intentional and being open, um, to whatever's provided because it's out there. It really is. Yeah. Well, like when I teach my classes, like my Reiki classes, I always tell everybody, whoever's in that class with you was meant to be in that class with you. Mm -hmm. Whatever question and topics come up during a class, we were all meant to hear and discuss. Mm -hmm. So everything has perfect timing in my opinion. And so if I spend a lot of time answering questions, that's still valuable because there's a reason why those questions are coming up with this certain group of people. There is something that we are meant to hear or learn or ponder in this very moment in this class together oh yeah and even even doing this podcasting and uh, has created i'm creating this not intentionally and i didn't think it would happen because you know i said okay i need to go i have to go out and promote the podcast because that's what you do so i reached out to people and now i have this like small band of people around me that are all kind of experiencing the same thing going through the same kind of stuff and we can rely on each other i had somebody approach me specifically about they're going to hold a conference about intentional travel, right? They want to have this whole online conference about intentional travel. And they're like, Hey, I listened to your podcast. Um, Sounds like we have some synergy. Who else do you know, you know, would, would be able to sit down and have conversations with me and like tape them and the people can watch them at the conference. And I'm like, Oh, I got like four or five people, you know? So I made this big long introduction that said, here, here's this person. This is what they're doing. Here's this person. This is what they're doing. You know? And it just, it just blew my new friend, Michelle away. She's just like, these people are all responding and they all are, they're all great. And they're, it's like, yeah, I mean, but, but it's intentional, right? I could have, I could have like, I don't have time for that. Right. I don't have, I don't have time for this email. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Hope you to be successful. But it's like, no, th- th- these people were put into my life for some whatever reason. They, w- there's, there's energy that we all share around this topic. This person has come to me and said, I would like you to do it. But do you know of any, as well, do you know of anybody else? I'm like, well, yeah, I do. You know, <laughs> here are some people where none of us are like massively famous or well-known or anything, but it's like, we definitely are all on the same page as far as this topic. And it just makes sense to say, all right, let's, let's go, let's roll, let's make this happen. And you just have to be open to that and understand that those are the, that's what helps bond people together, right? It's making the networking and making connections and just, just taking care of people, you know? Yeah. And you know, this is, this is episode 70. You're the 70th person I wouldn't have met or heard their story if I hadn't started the podcast. Right. You know, the way I started it is I love like interesting people, you know. So <laughs> I do have I know interesting people already. So I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I'm starting yep. this podcast. I know you got cool stories to tell. Would you come on? I had no problem. Even people that I thought wouldn't say yes said yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, like so cool. I had one psychic, he's been voted like best site, one of the best psychics in the world. You know, we're just uh-huh. connected on Facebook. I was like, you want to come on? He's like, sure. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's next on your bucket list? 
Uh, well, uh, I'm in the midst of it right now. Um, uh-huh. the, the travel that I'm doing right now is not necessarily the uh, purpose of my travel. Uh, I'm spending about two months in Italy and I'm trying to write a book. And it's a memoir about um, the bonds that I had with my dad and the bonds I have with my son and through the lens of the history of professional wrestling. So it's kind of, uh, oh, wow. it's kind of yeah, because we've all three been fans in different eras and different times. And it's definitely something like even today when, you know, I call my son, it's like, we, you know, it's usually not the first thing on the list, but eventually we'll start talking about, hey, did you see what happened the other night? Oh my gosh, I can't believe that, you know? And so, so it's always kind of been there. I went to events with my dad. I took my son to events. And so I, so I just, I think there's something there and it's been in my head for a while and I like needed to get out. So there's that. And then when I come home, I'm going to, uh, to the States, I'm going to eventually in the next couple of months, cross off visiting all 50, um, I have 48 and so I got two left. And so, um, I was going to do that my, the, my 50th year, um, of life. Unfortunately, that was 2020. And so that was not able to happen uh, very well. So, so I've kind of put it off a couple more years. And so this year I've said, I've, I've got to get that done. So, yeah. So I've been to almost all 50. That's awesome. So um because of all my road trips and because uh-huh. I love to travel yeah. I've kind yeah. of skipped out on like North Dakota South Dakota <laughs> North don't Dakota's... think I've been to Minnesota you know but I I, yeah. I checked Idaho off my list last summer nice because I had been to Montana like five times uh-huh it's so and, close right 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah. close so yeah. I was like I'm going to go visit my friend in Utah and I'm going to drive through Idaho. So nice. I, check, so I checked yeah. Idaho off my list. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two left. I've got, I also have North Dakota, <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor North Dakota probably winds up being a lot of people's and I have Alaska and I live in Seattle. Oh, so yeah. Like there's no reason like uh, plane tickets to, to Alaska from Seattle, like 150 bucks. Like there's no reason this is not done yet. Um, but that was something for me too. It's like, I didn't, I wouldn't intentionally visit all those states, right? I mean, it's not like I, I just, I had long road trips. I, you know, moved from Indiana to Seattle and um, I've done, a, I lived in California for a while and drove from Indiana to California, lived in New York, you know, traveled around New England with my parents, you know, when I was younger. And it's just like, uh, when I sat down and looked, you know, started before I even thought about crossing them all off, I, I sat down, I'm like, I checked off the ones that I had. And it's like, oh, wow, I've kind of checked off like 42. I've been to 42 states, there's only eight left. I need to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I read a statistic once that I think it's like the average American's total number of states they visit is like eight. Like that's the average. So if you get all 50, you're way above average. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alaska's on mine too. Yeah. Um, but I've been to almost every Caribbean island. Oh, there you go. Nice. You know, because oh, I'm a yeah. tropical girl and uh-huh. I like I like <laughs> tropical islands and nice. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not like in my twenties I was rich and Yep. You know, well, it was cheaper to fly to Europe. It was like $600, $700 round trip back then. But still, that was a lot of money, you know. So um, I, I had to buy a plane ticket for, to get back home from my dad's funeral. It was it was $1,025. And then I had to buy a plane ticket for my partner to, to meet me there. 
from Seattle to Indiana and it was uh, $1,050. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why Americans, you know, put up with corporations gouging them out the eyes, but it's just like, okay. Hey, you, you know? need to get one of those credit cards with the mileage where you're earning mm. the miles. Um, but yeah, that's about how much it costs to fly to Kauai right, round right. trip from the east coast so but that's kind of how much it cost uh seven years ago when i went so the cost of it hasn't even gone up right but you know what worth it yeah definitely that that's what i had somebody i have i had to for me to take this gap year and to do all this traveling stuff i had to raid my retirement fund and pretty heavily and had so many people like go like well you're losing all that money and blah 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 and i'm like it's just money and this makes me happy reading my retirement fund makes me happy because it allows me to do things that i enjoy doing and it's okay if i have to go if i have to go back to a regular job in six months i go back to a regular job and i'll build it back up and if i have to work till i'm 68 70 years old to to have money in their time i'll do it but i'm just like if it makes me happy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mess with it anymore you know it's like you know it's like the suit well that's what i love like it makes you happy so Mm -hmm. it's worth it oh yeah and i think we we got to start thinking that way we Mm -hmm. stop putting a dollar sign on everything because by the way when you die you can't take it with you nope (laughs) so if you do have money yeah don't blow it but like enjoy it Mm -hmm. enjoy it and i think travels is the is the best way to spend money in my opinion i mean it it just broadens your horizons. You meet interesting people. You you change as a result for the better. So it experience is is what yeah what we we should be aiming for. Right? For Americans, yeah. For Americans, the, the the hardest problem I think is that is that we just don't live small enough, right? We we there, we have to have so much stuff and things that that's where our money goes and you can't take those things with you either right Right. and so it's you know my partner i have these conversations all the time she's like oh i want to get a new car i'm like why why do you want to get a new car it's paid off you're you know you probably have another year and a half two years why don't you just wait you know (laughs) and use that use that 150 dollars or two hundred dollars you're gonna spend plus the increase in insurance because you got a new car and you know plus all the maintenance that you got to put into it it's like just just leave it i mean just don't worry about it and and well you know i have a toyota prius and i've had one since 2003 Mm, the same one no that one we we donated actually eventually but i had i bought another one a 2010 I still have that car. That's and amazing. Every time the gas price is up, everybody's freaking out. And I'm yep. like, yeah, but I got a Prius though. And I guess the only thing better than that would be an electric car. Electric but I remember car. when I bought it, the very first one, there were all these articles about how it wasn't going to be worth it. You weren't going to get your money <laughs> back. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not the only reason why I bought it. Yeah, I bought sure. it because it's less polluting and it's better right. for the environment. And does that make you happy? Yes. Done deal. <laughs> 
and I love my car and I tell my car I love it and I appreciate her and she's got 140k miles on it and she runs perfectly she doesn't give me any nice. problems yeah I go you know Toyotas are just so well built and they'll built to last if you take care of it so I'm going to have this car for a while awesome and I don't care about gas like yeah live, live it's small. out of my control anyway yeah live small <laughs> about that this small well thank you so much roger for being on the show and um make sure listeners check out his podcast crossing it off right that's the yeah. name of the podcast uh-huh. and um we'll have all your contact information Great. in the notes so they want to follow him on instagram and his bucket list adventures and everybody out there start creating your bucket list and start tacking it yeah thank you so much for allowing me to be here tina i i and then when we first talked it was like what's your story i'm like i think i got a story but well but i just love in general just telling that story but also talking to you and i wish you all the best and everything that you do and and uh, if there's anything i can do let me know great thank you so much Mm -hmm. hi friends thanks for listening this is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot, and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218. Or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E.